0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Standard Room Only Podcast. Yes, I am your host, Ben Standig. I cover the Washington Commanders for The Athletic. Uh, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Ben Standig. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, or Spotify, or on The Athletic app for a ad-free experience. Uh, and of course, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic because even though the Washington Commander season is one game away from being over... We will have plenty of coverage in the off season, What's the likely quarterback search? Uh, there'll be ownership talk, and of course, the standard free agency and draft. So make sure you are subscribing to the Athletic. Um, after this episode, just got done chatting with my pal Nikki Javala, from the Washington Post. We got into a bunch of different topics. We 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 put sort of the post mortem on what just happened last week. And, and I also, we got into, for each of us, what's the biggest reason why Washington has been in this position this year, or what was a catalyst to, to get to that point? uh We also discussed uh, how much the ownership situation, both in terms of Dan Snyder's presence, but also the uncertainty of when or if or when he will sell. We got into that. Also pondered, is this, in fact, going to be the last game that Dan Snyder owns the Washington Commanders, this Sunday against the Cowboys. And then also we we talked about uh, what possible changes could Ron Rivera make uh, if, if he's back uh, that are of some, some note. We talked of course, a lot about Sam. Howell. should he play? Will he play this, this uh, week? And what is his potential role next year? Plus Deron Payne, Taylor Heineke, and a whole bunch more. So we'll get to that here in a moment on the stand room only podcast. Um, we're as I am talking to you on Tuesday. Uh, we, uh, Nikki and I also talked a bunch about. I sh- uh, sorry for for mentioning uh, for, about Demar Hamlin, of course, the uh, Buffalo Bills defensive back, who as you know, as many of you sure have seen by now, uh, collapsed after a big hit yesterday in yesterday's game. Um, we're still at this point waiting for some 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 significant updates, but we did discuss that situation in terms of the emotions, how everybody handled it as reporters, where did our minds go on this topic? Um so we got into that as well. Um I, I won't add too many other things here uh because as I said Nikki and I got into a bunch, but obviously um you know a lot has been made about Ron Rivera starting Carson Wentz. My article that went up on uh, or that went up this week about that I guess it went up today. Time flies by. Um, I got into what Rivera told us about Carson Wentz that he said he had no regrets about starting him, but that ultimately you know he hoped for that spark, but it just didn't come. And you know I know there's a lot of people out there saying what a ridiculous move. How could anybody have thought this would make sense? You know, all I'll say is I understand that frustration. And if the goal, you know, if they had scummed the Taylor Heineke, I would not have said that's a terrible move. You know, I keep making the point that, and look, it's not proven to be accurate, but I keep making the point that, you know, if Carson Wentz is right, if you can get him squared away, um, as much with the mental game, I think as the physical, you know, he's just gives you more options and when you're going into the playoffs against the better teams that's what you need. And I understand why Ron Rivera went there. I guess on some level I was talking about somebody with this, somebody yesterday. Would you rather go into the game with Carson Wentz, lose as they did, but if it works out maybe 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 you have a quarterback for next year and you don't have to go back and search or would you rather go with Taylor Heineke, make the playoffs, likely lose the first game just based on seeding, and then still not have a quarterback? I, I I feel like that's ultimately where Rivera Rivera cited. And I think he went, obviously he went the way that he went. Um, as far as this game goes, Nikki and I did discuss it, but I reported today, today that even though Ron Rivera said he is playing to win, the team is playing to win against Dallas, My while that sounds like you're going to the vets, or staying with the vets my understanding is that they they will in fact lean into evaluating some players now i don't know if that means sam howell i would logically think it would mean guys like chris paul uh the, uh the the seventh round pick they uh the offensive lineman they took in the seventh round who has not been active this year he's been on the 53 but not active on game days cole turner obviously we had a lot of expectations for cole turner coming into the year injuries got the best of him and he hasn't had uh, a much of an impact. Maybe this is a game to to to, to give him more reps with the starters uh and, and let Logan Thomas uh sit a little bit. What about Percy Butler, right? Percy Butler playing at safety. You know, I I would think that Cam Curl doesn't play this week if he's missed the last two. So you maybe make a point of getting Butler in there. And then you know there's other guys. Maybe they bring Armani Rogers um off IR uh to to play this week it sounded like we were you know he he's obviously in the practice window time So maybe that's a thing to do. Um, And then there's some guys on the practice squad, Kyron McGowan, wide receivers, a couple of offensive linemen. You know, that's the type of thing maybe you could look at as well. None of that necessarily moves the needle, I grant you. But, you know, whether it's for depth or starting roles, you need to have a good feel for what you have. And, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, Last thing I'll just say before I get to the interview, I have not, I'm not, I haven't heard of anything specific, but I will remind everybody that the last couple of years, this week, meaning going into the last game, Washington re-signed Chase Roue, and then last year re-signed Charles Leno, to extensions because they were both going into the into heading towards free agency. I, you know, the one person I would sort of look at and say this would be that type of candidate is Cole Holcomb, but obviously he's missed roughly half the year with his foot injury, and I don't know what this does for his future, they still have questions of linebacker, obviously, beyond, you know, even if we just pencil Jamin Davis in, what else are they doing? So keeping Cole Holcomb um, would would eliminate that. And I would imagine the price is not going to be particularly high because of the fact that he missed half the year. So uh, I'm not reporting that about Cole Holcomb. I'm just reminding everyone that the last um, couple of years, this was the time they signed one veteran right before the season ended essentially we'll see if that happens again um all right let's get to it really really fun chat with Nikki. got into a bunch of topics let's get to that right now here on the standard room only podcast all right as promised, joining me here on the podcast she is clearly going to give us a spark for this episode of yikes. the uh
1: <laughs> the yikes. podcast. that, that wasn't even, yikes
0: <laughs> no you you it's not that's not your that's not gonna be your role Ah, uh, Nikki Jabala with the Washington Post. That you're, you're not going to do that?
1: No, I think there are like a few words that I like have PTSD over after these last few years. One is culture. I think people people have seen I've tweeted about it. I just no, don't ever, no more, no more culture doc. Spark might be another one. What else? There, are, there are at least a few others, but those are that's a that's a good one too, right there.
0: No, that's that's a good one. Well, well, how about instead of providing a spark, would you like to be nominated for Speaker of the House?
1: <laughs> Yikes! Maybe I should have stuck with Spark.
0: Yeah, at the moment we're talking, there's no Speaker of the House, which is interesting. When 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 the when the CNN people are having to talk about something that happened in like 1830 something, the last time something happened, you're like, wow, okay, this yeah, is a, this is interesting.
1: What do you think will happen first? They get a Speaker of the House, or the Commanders get a quarterback?
0: I, t- I I I tweeted that earlier, and somebody sent me a DM, not happy about that. Um. Um.
1: Oh, yikes!
0: Yeah. I didn't
1: yeah.
0: see that. Yeah.
1: Uh. You know, I, there's no politics in sports, Ben. Well, Except put, there's a ton of politics in sports. Let's put it but. this way:
0: assuming that Rivera would tell us tomorrow, he would tell us around one thirty. I'm going to say, well, okay. Now I don't know if he's going to tell us anything. So I'll say I'll You're say. Assuming the it doesn't
1: leak at eight a.m.
0: I, I am assuming that. I,
1: I feel like, you know, I
0: don't know. I feel like this one this we'll is We'll like,
1: see who gets first team reps. So it has to leak at 8 a.m. by a certain reporter.
0: Sure. But, you know, it could be all kinds of things. It could be they could, like, you know, split reps. They You know, they could have different people, you know, go in different sure. orders, you know.
1: Yeah. Be, That's for all, us. Yeah. Right, right,
0: exactly. Um, all right. Well, we'll get to uh, the quarterback stuff. It, we're talking on Tuesday night, so it's two days since the commanders have been eliminated from the playoffs. And I got to say, like, I was aware that they could be eliminated, but I really, I, you know, it really is still kind of stunning that not that they didn't make the playoffs, but that it's already, there's a one week to go and they're already out. Like I really wasn't anticipating that. happening. I mean, that
1: that last weekend just was like, an emotional roller coaster, I would imagine for fans like you you go in with such hope, you know, like maybe once is better, if we win this, we're that much closer to the playoffs, like there's hope, despite you know the the previous three weeks, and then for it to just come crashing down and everything end. It's not even like, oh, or your playoff chances are minimal, it's no you're done, it's out over, game over. Yeah, it was a, it was a little jarring. Jeez, I mean, way to ruin Major Tutty's debut. God, I can't
0: remember if I talked about this on the on um, the post game podcast I did with with, with with Michael Phillips. But the you know we talk so much about what goes wrong with this place, and I know that picking the ma- you know announcing the mascot is hardly an important topic. But who who decided to do it? The next to last game of the year. And then this week, they're retiring Sonny Juergens' number. Like, I don't care what it is. It you could not be a worse week. You shouldn't be doing any of those kinds of things other than maybe a, like a, like a Ryan Kerrigan's retiring or something and you want to have the ceremony. Other than like something like that, it should all be done before Thanksgiving yeah. because you never know how a season's going to go. You might already be out of it by Thanksgiving, but at least in theory, there's if the season's still right. going
1: right and to to have it now after like the worst loss of the last three years is it's not not ideal not great not great
0: <laughs> not, not not great now when we spoke to ron rivera on monday it was obviously monday afternoon and of course monday night you know the the nfl experienced something it has not experienced in years and really probably not at all in the modern era and that is of course seeing demar hamlin um collapse on the field during the Monday night game and, and then having to see uh, paramedics react to him. That wasn't shown on TV, but we saw the reaction from the players as they're having to resuscitate him. And at this moment, we're still waiting to hear for some, uh some better for some updates on this. Hopefully he'll, he'll be okay. I, I do wonder though, in the, in general for this league, we know there's going to be some kind of an emphasis on the big, ben- the Bengals and the bills players, because they were right there. And, and you know, mentally, especially the bills teammates, that, you know they've all got to be a wreck and they're still going to play a game this weekend I assume but the rest of the players in the league
1: mm-hmm.
0: like I obviously this is terrible on 100 levels but like I wonder if on some level for the Washington players that coming off this terrible loss does maybe like does does a this help put into perspective that the losing is not that big of a deal and b do some guys not certain Washington any team do some guys get a little hesitant to go play again because of the fact that they just witnessed one of their own, you know, deal with mortality.
1: I I would think, I would hope this provides perspective for everybody, not just football players. Um, You know, this is, it's, it's, we're talking about a human being. Like he's a 24 year old guy who well-respected, it seems, you know, has done a lot for the community, a young guy who is, you know, last we heard in in critical condition in ICU in Cincinnati. Like, it's, it's not even about football anymore. I think that the one thing in all this that has really stuck with me was something Lisa Salter said on the broadcast, and she was, like, choking up at saying it last night. And, you know, it's like we become accustomed to seeing these guys get hurt, stay down for a while, eventually get up, give the thumbs up if they're carted off. We've become accustomed to head injuries and really gruesome injuries. So you see something like this. He doesn't get up. He doesn't give the thumbs up. You're waiting. He's you're hoping, but he he doesn't. They're giving him CPR on the field for quite a while, rushing him off by ambulance. And there's it's he's still not out of the woods. We don't know. And I think all of that is incredibly it, it's heartbreaking and it's it's jarring and it puts a lot into perspective i mean you know we watch this sport for a long time and i i mean i i'm guilty of it too like you, you see injuries and you hate to see it for guys on a personal level professional level but you know this is when you see something like this and to see the reactions of all the players on the field in total shock they know it's it's different. Like every injury sucks. This is life threatening. This is different. Um, Yeah. It's, it's hard to watch, but yeah, it it puts everything in perspective. I feel like anytime you get that closer, there's ever a question where somebody's life is in danger. It it changes the way you think immediately. And it should, if it doesn't, then there's something deeply wrong. I feel like.
0: Yeah. And um, you know, to your point about, we've become used to some of these things. I know for me personally, there was a point before I started covering the, an NFL team full time. Like I was struggling with the idea of the concussions and knowing that the 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 pain that these players are going through um, to do this thing for entertainment purposes. I've also come to accept that they they at this point largely recognize the um the the, the potential perils of 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 the, you know their health if they keep keep doing this. But to your point, I was not watching the game live. I saw on Twitter at some point that I, I recognized the you know people were saying there's you know the the trainers are out of the field, players are kneeling, and because I'm so used to it, like you said, I didn't immediately go turn to the channel. I just stayed with what I was doing because okay, I well, you know, some mm-hmm. we see this happen. And it wasn't until honestly you tweet you texted uh in a thread that we're on about that this is horrifying, and I'm like, horrifying? What okay, what is happening here? And then I went and Turns it on and just the tone across the board. It was it was really hard to figure out at first, like what was happening, and then it really didn't sink in for me until like they went to the Susie Colbert set with her and Adam shafter and Booger McFarland, and like you know these people are we we're used to seeing them all the time. They don't miss a beat. They you know they, 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 they're 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 trying to be entertaining, and like I mean they were all just beyond you know miserable and sad, and 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 you understand why and. Um,
1: I thought they did a really good job, too. I thought ESPN as a whole handled it incredibly well. You know, they didn't didn't replay the injury over and over again like so many networks often do, which baffles me. Um, You know, they really got a good pulse on what the atmosphere was like. Um, You know, I thought Lisa Salters was wonderful on the sideline. I can't imagine how difficult that must have been. You know, bringing in the beat reporters, you know, on the scene in Cincinnati. Um, I, I thought, and, it, and,
0: and to have Van
1: Pelt a, was wonderful
0: to and of all the analysts you have, you happen to have Ryan Clark who right, exactly. had literally gone through a right, you know, his own trauma um, right. at, at at a game. Um, was was incredible. Yeah, Van Pelt was great. I I think Van Pelt. I said this to somebody yesterday. I think Van Pelt is better at his job than anybody else in the media. Is at their job? Did. And 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 that's just doing the basic stuff. You know, having fun with bad beats and win winners right. and losers let alone he's got to compose interviews and they don't have much information to go on um but but it will be interesting to see i think this thing in general across the league how do players respond to this because this is the one sport i'm not saying the other sports you can't come in completely you can't come in unfocused but in this one the, the because of a, a situation like this i don't mean the the, 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 the truly scary aspect, but if he took a big hit, you got to be aware of what's happening. You got to be in this or you're going to get hit and, you know, injuries can can occur. So um, it's going to be interesting, I think, to see what the reaction across the league is from players.
1: Right. No. And I think, you know, I, I, as they were, I don't know, still not quite sure. Ch- on what did or did not happen about those five minutes that the officials tell them they had five minutes and they had to be back out there. And then it was McDermott and Zach Taylor who were like, no, screw this. We're not, we we cannot play. But n- either way, it would not have been physically safe for anybody be- to be back on the field. You saw the mindset of those guys on the field. They were shell-shocked. They, you can't play a violence sport with that kind of mindset. You're, you're just going to it's going to create more injuries. And, and to your point about, you know, how, how will players across the league react? uh, That's a little bit of my fear. If that's in the back of their mind, you know, will it lead to more injuries and gosh, you sure hope not. Um, But I, I do hope the league really takes the precautions it feels are necessary to avoid that. I mean, they're not going to resume this game this week. They may not resume it at all. They have not, They've left the door open for further change to to this week, but so far nothing has changed. Um, but I, I really just hope the well being of all players are are really, really taken into account because this is this is a it was a tough it still is a, a tough time in the league, and I think anybody who's who really witnessed it, I mean, something like that is is incredibly jarring i mean i still replay the image in my mind and it's just of just seeing him get up and then collapse and it's just it's tough
0: yeah no i mean for the for those of us of a certain age you remember the, the hank gathers video and you know there's been some other uh, over the years like this and it's it, you know obviously it's it's incredibly tough 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 to watch um before we move back to the commanders let me just ask you this so at some point while this was all happening and it probably around the point that they went back to susie culver and that group for the third or fourth time and you know, they they're just trying to get through the segment, which of course we all get it. They have no information. They can't show highlights of anything. You know, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. So I, I start thinking to my and then I think maybe it was around the point that they did bring in the beat writers because I start thinking to myself, "Wow, what would I be doing if this was here? How would I re- re- react to this?" And you know, uh, that's why I think you know, for people in the media, I think we were all giving the ESPN folks a a, a lot of praise worthy, but because like you start to put yourself in the position of Wow. What, what would I? How would I respond to this? Am I gonna, you know, rise to the moment? Are you gonna stay focused on what it is, or the emotion's gonna get to you? Do you know how to how to how to deal with this? Be sensitive. Be responsible. Um, I I I just think I don't know. It just it, it put me in that mindset. I'm just curious. If, I don't know if you've dealt with anything remotely like this before, but um, it, it was interest not interesting, but like you know, I was like trying to figure out like, wow, what would how would the because that's the thing. It's not just obviously we're worried about him. But it's everybody yeah. who was affected the, the 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 players on the field, the fans in the stands, the Joe Buck, Drake but everybody who's watching this, fans of the league, everybody is like reacting, and we have a specific job that connects to this. And you know, all plus like you know, we know the players. It isn't right, just right. a number nine, you know, whatever the the jersey number is. Like we actually know these people, and that uh, I, I I hopefully I'll never have to deal with it. But I yeah. was thinking about that last night.
1: Yeah, and, and Coley Harvey and and Ben Baby with ESPN. Um, ben covers the Bengals now for for ESPN. Coley Harvey used to and is now like a, a general assignment reporter for them. Both I thought were phenomenal. Um, you know their their day started by you know we're we're going to cover a game, a pretty important game, probably a really exciting game with Josh Allen and and Joe Burrow, and it turns incredibly tragic. Um, and the way they transitioned, I thought was was really good I mean both were on the scene at um University of Cincinnati Medical Center and you know I I thought they both provided really good information but they also they also brought some humanity to the situation I mean Coley Harvey you could see him he was tearing up after um interacting with Stefan Diggs who who showed up and I I just thought it was um I thought ESPN got the right tone. They got the information out there. And it's just, it, it's a very difficult thing to cover and to um, report. And they did a solid job with it. And, you know, I just, I, more than anything, I just hope that DeMar Hamlin is okay. I, you know, my heart kind of breaks for his family right now.
0: Yeah. Obviously, I mean, if uh, something happens, if we get on the update while we're talking, we'll we'll put that in. But you'll have already heard that. So why what's the point of that? All right anyway, there's no easy transition to go from that to football, but we're going to keep talking about football. I'm going to put in my, uh, our commercial break here, but when I, we're, we're right after the break, uh, we're going to do a quick thoughts, like what went wrong this season. And is this in fact going to be the last game with Dan Snyder as owner? All right, let's talk about the, the, the commanders. Let's talk about this season. There'll be plenty of time in the off season to really break it down, but we're here and uh, you know, Who knows what will be happening? You know, next week. You know, typically after a season, when if if moves are going to happen, then they kind of go pretty quickly. I, you know, we can get to what we're expecting. But but I guess before that, for you, there are so many variables that happen, and in in a season, you could point to you know so many different games. If this play goes a different way, you win or you lose or what or whatever. Um, there's there's trades, there's free agents, there's coaching decisions, whatever it may be. Um, maybe Carson Wentz is too obvious, but I'll let you pick whatever you want. What, what for you is like the biggest factor or a, a factor for you that just sticks out as to why this team is here again, not going to the playoffs, not going to have a third straight non-winning season, at least mm-hmm. under Ron Rivera. What was that? What for you kind of just stands out as to why they get, why they're here.
1: Um, their quarterback. I mean, I know Ron took a lot of heat for that in season. Um, but it's, it's true. Um, they don't, they don't have that, the quarterback that can lead them. And I thought, I thought Taylor Heineke did a really nice job. Um, you know, there are certainly things he he could have done better, but you think about what he accomplished in turning, helping to turn around that one and four start, um, and putting them in prime playoff position, um, you know, I just don't think the team views him as a a viable long term starter in the league. I think he's a very fine backup, and I really, I, I've said this on this podcast that I I really do think they should make a, a concerted effort soon to re sign him and not let him hit the open market because it's, you know, the starting quarterback is the most important position on the field. The backup quarterback is the second most, in my mind. Um, but they don't have that consistent guy and they've yet to build an offense around a consistent guy. It changes with everybody they put in. Um, you know, I, I think the second factor possibly is, you know, do, do they have the right system? Do they have, are they calling the right plays or, you know, in Ron's words, are they putting them in the position to succeed? Um, you know, they, they've dealt with a lot of injuries, but so has every other team. Um they have a ton of playmakers, and as Logan Thomas said after that loss last weekend, they should not be scoring only 10 points with the talent they have.
0: Yeah, no no doubt about it. I mean, look, the quarterback thing is obvious. By the way, you mentioned what Ron said during midway through the season when he made the uh, – it was about like basically like what's, what's the issue, and he said what's
1: – the, What's the difference between them and the rest of the NFC East right, right. when they were losing, yeah.
0: And it's just one-word answer was quarterback, and everybody was immediately like, oh! Here's another guy throwing Carson Wentz out of the bus. That clearly was not what he was doing. If you didn't know it in the moment, because he did he wouldn't have brought the guy back. I mean, the lineup in a game you need to win if you yeah. were that down on him. Um that said, I mean, you're right. It's it's it it is the quarterback. I will say this though, like, it's not even for me specifically what Carson Wentz did or didn't do. Mm-hmm. It's that from the moment last season ended, Ron Rivera telegraphed that they were going to get a quarterback and not just get a quarterback, right. go get somebody of substance, somebody substantial. And he would, that was being telegraphed all over the place. Right. And I think when you did that, you could not come back with Taylor Heineke or Mitch Trubisky. Like it had to be something of, of note and they, you know, you could have drafted a quarterback. They, it, you know, high, the draft, they chose to yeah. not draft Kenny Pickett. Um, but I think, I think Rivera kind of boxed himself in because once you got to the point where it was Carson Wentz. And this is not Monday morning quarterbacking. I did not like trading two day two picks plus taking on all the money. Mm-hmm. It seemed like you were paying sticker price when he clearly was at a discount. I just feel like he kind of almost Rivera almost felt like he had to do it because of all the talk. He couldn't just come back with, uh, you know, r- random starter and go from there.
1: Yeah. No. And I, I, I think all the talk, in the offseason, I think it hurt him more than anything else because it created unrealistic expectations because the reality was he was never going to get a big name quarterback, even if he had gotten Russell Wilson and who maybe dodged a bullet there. Um, you know that it, he, he it wasn't going to get figured out this offseason. Think about the draft class. I mean, and look at the way the draft class is playing now. I mean, look at the the quarterbacks that have moved around. It, it wasn't gonna happen. They weren't willing to give up that capital. That much they made clear from the outset. So he was never gonna meet the expectations he created. Um so I I I mean, that hurt him more than anybody else. I, I think for anybody watching, it was very clear that, you know, it was it was always gonna be a second tier at best. You just hope they didn't overspend and they they kind of did. I mean, they giving up the draft picks, yeah. But at least they don't have anything on the books for next season. Um, that's a one thing I'll give them. And you know, I always felt if they really believed in in Wentz that they would have moved the run the money around to add more to their roster this past off season, especially on the line, and they didn't. In hindsight, I think that's a very good thing.
0: Well, I was going to say, as bad as people look at the Wentz deal here. Russell, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz. I can make the argument that as bad as Wentz did, that the Commanders came out best of the three teams. I mean, Matt Ryan still has like thirty something million on the books next year. Russell Wilson's deal, I mean, it goes out forever. They can't possibly get rid of him. At least Wentz, it is a one and done. If they want it to be, they can just dump him. No more guaranteed money. Right. They lose the picks, but they already lost one already. So, you know. right. So oddly enough, they. T- did the best of those big of those big trades?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's and and this year isn't going to be much better. You know, it's it's hard to get a quarterback. It's hard to get a franchise quarterback. It's hard to replace one. I mean, look at Indianapolis. Look at Denver. Look at look at all these teams that are are trying to replace their franchise quarterback. And I feel like the entire league still is trying to find their Patrick Mahomes, and that is that has hurt so many teams, Washington included, by by chasing this fantasy really. You're there's only one Pat Mahomes. Um you, you gotta make it work with the second tier guys. Um you know I look at I look at the Raiders like it Derek Carr's a fine quarterback. He's not great. He's not elite. If you you should be able to make it work though and, and build around him and then they just collapse and now that that's kind of kind of a, a mess. Um but you know they don't. Washington does not have good options this offseason. I think they're kind of up against the wall. You know they're they're middle of the pack in the draft order. Um, you know they, their ownership uncertainty. How are they are they going to have the leeway they need to 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 really go out and get somebody? And who actually is going to be out there? I mean, you, there are not elite free agent quarterbacks that come available. I think if you consider Kurt Cousins close to elite, he was like the last one that became a free agent, really.
0: Right. By the way, you haven't lived until you're doing a Zoom with Nikki when she's clearly getting auto of messages, and you can see she's looking to see, is this the one I have to go, <laughs> like, run out of the room on? Is this the, uh, is this the... the I tried fun?
1: to, like, I tried to silence it all.
0: No, it's, <laughs> no, no, look, it's good. But,
1: um Yeah, don't mind me if I just put out kind of some crazy breaking news. Well, I'm, I would, I would, I would mind. Just give me
0: at least give me a heads up, so I'm not like sitting here going, wait, what the hell just happened?" Um, so, uh, you mentioned the ownership deal. Mm-hmm. Look, there's no way to argue. Like part of the the problem that Washington has had is even if Ron Rivera was willing to give up the farm for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers if, or whatever, they weren't coming here because of the whole ownership situation and the chaos that goes around this team, and that will still be. a a, an issue for Rivera until Dan Snyder sells. And as we think, if the if the sale is going to go through, it's not going to happen probably until during free agency or maybe even after the draft, depending on how quickly something goes. And I know you wrote about that this week, about how this can be uh, another variable for them. And I do think it has to be for any, even if it's a Derek Carr, like if he has options, why would you want to come here? um assuming that the money's all you know relatively the same so to that end i guess just what what do you what's your take on the uh on the on the ownership aspect not just the Dan Snyder negative but like there could be another owner maybe it comes sooner maybe it comes later is ron still in charge until anything happens like what what's your how, how do you think that's all going to play out
1: yeah i think i think a lot of that is unclear right now i mean you know, I, I maybe it helps that Ron has been through this before in 2017 with the Panthers um, it really
0: has. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: I also think the timing helps him tremendously. I think it you know, buys him another year because somebody's got to be around to make the decisions. And he's the lead decision maker on football operations. Yeah. Um, I would I would guess he's got, you know, some free rein to 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 make the product better. If you're going to sell it, you want to get the best value, but you can't do too much to where, you know, the next owner is like, "No, I'm not starting over." You know, I want I want something in place, especially, you know, if, if I would think the soonest anything could come to fruition officially would be March. There's owners meetings in March and owners could approve it but that's moving pretty quickly. Otherwise it would it be later and, you know, you, you can't make a coaching hire in March, April, May, you know, or even the summer you you got to have your team in place. Um, so I got to think he has some leeway to, to do what he feels is necessary as, you know, uh, the one that worries me more than the coaching is, is free agency. Will he have the means to, to make the moves that, you know this this group sees as fit because they got a lot of work to do. I mean, they got a lot of good young pieces, but they got a lot of missing pieces too.
0: Right. I mean, I guess the, right. There is that question. Like, there's been constant buzz about how liquid is Dan Snyder these days because he had bought out all his partners, and you know, even beyond the um, you know, you point this out all the time uh, that that he's got this debt he's got to pay off, and and so on. And thus, could he potentially be like, you know what, I'm I'm selling this thing in a little bit. I don't need to take on a 70 million dollar contract for some uh tackle or, or 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 whatever. Um that is that is something to um to, to to wonder. All right, but I I won't put you on the spot and ask if it was a normal ownership situation would Ron be in trouble. I, I won't ask you that. I'll I'll be nice. But Thanks. I would think on some level Rivera can't come back with the same deal. I don't mean the quarterback. I just mm-hmm. mean the whole deal. The, the 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 staff his thinking who's doing like something has got to change if you could give the recommendation the thing that that would that you would recommend to make a change or at least a, an area to really look at what would you go with?
1: Mm, I don't like being the one to call for anybody to get fired. <laughs>
0: I don't really All right, well, like I'll,
1: that role. Um,
0: fair enough. I think, I
1: think you gotta. I think you gotta examine. I think you gotta examine everything. Like, does, is this scheme the right scheme offensively? You know, is the, is the defense living up to expectations? Are players developing at the rate you want? Are there position groups that are lagging? Um, you know, I I think when you lose the way they lost this year and completely are out of it, I I think everybody should be concerned about their job. And I think everybody is fair game to get replaced. Um, you know, the the one that many are probably looking at right now is Scott Turner, you know, and I, again, I don't like, I'm not looking for anybody to get by. I don't want anybody to lose their job. That's not, that's not my role really to just report, but it's, you know, I think it's all fair that, you know, when you lose something, you lose the way they did, that everything's in play. Um,
0: right. I mean, at, at, at a minimum, even though if we all fully acknowledge that Scott Turner has not had a legit starting quarterback with two healthy legs the whole time he's been here. Right. I mean, the two yeah. best quarterbacks he's had, essentially Alex Smith coming off the injury and Taylor Heineke, who didn't start either of the seasons in which he played a lot of the games. Um. So, yeah. I mean, yeah but but to that end. The offense still has been not particularly consistent or productive for the most part during that stretch. And, yeah, at some point you do have to ask the question as to where it's going. Um, Yeah, I mean, to me, that would be the one. Again, I'm not like you. I'm not saying it needs to happen. But, like, if something as dramatic is going to change beyond players, I I don't know. It feels like that could be – the only other thing could be some sort of front office Shake up, but me, and maybe even to the point of saying Rivera saying somebody else should make final says But I, I, I would people generally when they get power don't give it up. So I don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, here's the thing you got to consider too is especially with the sale is you know Scott just got a a three year extension. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's not a ton of money that we're considering. Is it's not like your franchise player. We're talking gobs of millions of dollars and you know, it, it's fully guaranteed and you're letting them go. But, yeah, coaches' contracts are guaranteed. And, you know, if, if you redo the whole staff, that's a lot of money that just becomes debt. And, you know, it's a, it's a complete rebuild. And how does that look to a prospective buyer? You know, how much do the Snyders want to take on if they truly are selling? There's a lot more to consider than just rebuilding, which in and of itself is, you know, a lot to
0: deal with there, you know? Gotcha. Uh, By the way, speaking of the Snyders, we can just tell people to go read your story, that the Snyders listed England as their residence on some form. Mm
1: -hmm. Do we... Let me explain. (laughs) No,
0: I I guess I'm just saying, like, do we need to talk about this at all in the context of him selling? If we don't, then just go read Nikki's article she wrote with uh, her colleagues at the Post, but is there anything about that that has anything to do with that maybe he would or wouldn't sell the team because he's now i don't know if he's actually going to be living in england or what's going on there but does that change any of the dynamics there do you think
1: um i, I think i think the optics say quite a bit you know this is somebody who's always incredibly hands on with the operations of the team um and now if he's listing england as his primary residence essentially um it kind of shows you where things are at so you know, it could it it kind of indicates his role within the f- franchise, and maybe maybe that they're they're not just stepping away, but leaving the area entirely once the sale does go through. Um, I just I I thought I found this document yesterday, and I you know I think many people have heard the rumors that which are rumors that he, you know he's gotten up and and he's moving to to London. Um, we just, I found this document, um, which was a, a title for an incorporation for um, a limited shares company in, in the UK. And it says his, his primary residence or his usual residence is England. So take that for what it's worth.
0: Well, you know, maybe this means they'll go play a game in London next year. Maybe he'll get the uh, London expansion team whenever that happens. Who's to say Um, all right, let's get to Sunday uh, before I get accused of uh, holding you hostage here. Uh, At the moment we're talking, we don't know what their quarterback plan would be. Mm -hmm. My, my plan if asked would be either to just flat out, start Sam Howell, or since Dallas does have something to play for, and maybe you don't want to throw Sam Howell out there just off the bat because Dallas has got really good defense and you don't want to throw him to the wolves a little bit, maybe start Heineke. That I would not. I think Carson Wentz to me, he sh- he's he should be inactive. I just I would want to subject him to another round of of doing yeah, like that. Yeah, you
1: know, yeah, I agree with you. It's either start Sam Howell and let him play the entirety, or or start Taylor and you know, like in the, at switch at halftime and see what the kid can do.
0: To that end, I, it, whatever Howell does, good or bad, people will make. Sweeping judgments as to whatever this means. I don't think almost anything negative will affect me. If he goes out there though and it looks pretty good, not saying to be the starter next year, but I think that would be a good sign because Dallas does something to play for. Um, but yeah, people should just like temper expectations across the board. Be fun to see him, but I mean, you know, he—they're not going to say he's their starter if he goes out and throws two touchdowns and beats Dallas.
1: Correct. I mean, even if he has an incredible, you know, single half of play. I think that's great for his confidence. I think that gives a lot of hope for the franchise, especially as they are going through all this kind of turmoil. Um, but it, it does not necessarily mean that he's the guy or he's the franchise player. I mean, I, you know, I think what Taylor has accomplished again, you know, is is really great for who he is and what he can be in the league, but you know, his performance against Tampa Bay in that now infamous playoff game did not mean he could be a long-term starter. I mean, it's kind of the same in my mind. The hope is that Sam Howell certainly could be a long-term starter, but I don't think you can judge that off a single half or however much he plays, if he plays.
0: You are, as a, as a famous North Carolina alum, you know, you can be a little pessimistic about your football team. Are you hopeful, you optimistic that uh, one of your own is actually going to turn into a viable NFL quarterback?
1: Believe it or not, North Carolina has had some pretty good football players. Um But, like, I'm not, like, more into it or less into it because of the North Carolina angle. I mean, I respect the kid because he chose a very fine institution to, you know, to receive his advanced education. Um, I think any wise individual would do the same. Um,
0: Especially if you can get other people to help take tests. I'm sorry. What? No.
1: What they don't they don't do that they didn't do that at your school oh Um well, well I
0: wouldn't I was too far down uh, in the totem pole nobody was helping me well
1: like, you <laughs> don't need to do that anymore you get the nil deals shoot but um <laughs> can you get nil deals for just regular students um
0: that's a good question does like the does like the guy who's like the valedictorian in, in yeah. even like you know biochem does he yeah. get does he get something
1: yeah Novartis is coming after him or something yeah <laughs> I could totally see it. That would it be, should uh, be, yeah.
0: That would be kind of amazing, to be honest. Um, all right, so a lot of the potential about Sam Howell this week. 2023, is he the starter? Is he the number two? Is he the number three? Or is he not even on the team?
1: Uh, Sam Howell? I think he's definitely on the team. Um, I, I would think they'd want, I don't know what they'd want.
0: Well, I mean, hypothetically, yeah. like, they, what if they draft a the quarterback in the first round, keep Taylor or somebody, you know... If you,
1: if you draft a quarterback in the first round, you don't have a veteran behind him, that kid's starting. You know, it's a first-rounder versus a fifth-rounder. In my mind, you don't you don't invest that kind of money if he's not going to play immediately, just theoretically. Um, but, you know, again, their options aren't great. If they trade for another guy, if, if they try to move up in the draft and get a higher guy in the draft, then that... That kid's starting, in my mind. So I think, I could see Sam Howell as a backup. I could see Taylor Heineke as a backup. Um, We'll see. I feel like you can never have enough quarterbacks. They don't have one, so it's not really a factor. All
0: right. I I, I will give an actual answer as opposed to what you just did. Great. (laughs) Just kidding. All right. I'm going to say he's the number two because I think that, Ultimately, Ron Rivera can't have if he's still here and he's hoping for his job, he can't have a fourth losing season. And if you go with a first round pick, you're likely setting yourself up for a rookie season. I know Kenny Pickett may avoid that, but in general, that's often what happens. I don't think he can afford it, so I still assume they go get a vet. And this leads to my next question is about who who is this the last game for with Washington. Taylor Heineke, I am saying this will be Taylor Heineke's last game. That's just a bold prediction. I don't there's no, it's no information. I just think on some level they have to what, having Taylor Heineke as as important as he's been. It's like every time the whoever the other quarterback is is throws a pick, people are going to be claim, calling for him. And I do think if they go get a vet, they need to ha, you know. Then I don't know if Taylor Heineke is that they, they they keep him around. So I'm saying this is Heineke's last game, and then that's why uh, Hal is number two. Wow,
1: hot take Tuesday, huh?
0: This is uh, why I do. Are you? Wait, you think you think he's back?
1: I don't know. I could see that. That could kind of make sense. But you gotta have some serious confidence in Sam Howell. Otherwise, you let go of a experienced backup, and that's valuable. I mean, Taylor, if anything, proved he can step in and win games, and that's that's and he's he's well liked by teammates. I mean, that's that's really all you want in a backup. Um, and I, I mean, I would keep him around until you're sure about Sam Howell. Um, again, I don't think you can have. I don't think you're gonna have too many quarterbacks. Um so I mean I if they
0: draft I if they draft
1: the,
0: if they draft a quarterback in the first round, I could see keeping Heineke, but we'll see. Um yeah. Deron Payne, is this his last game as a no? Member? I this think matters. you franchise him. Okay.
1: We have a um we have a Damar Hamlin update from Cameron Wolf of NFL Network, who just spoke with Dorian Glenn, Damar Hamlin's uncle. He said his nephew is on a ventilator, but he's improved to 50% oxygen needed after being at 100%. He's still sedated, but the main focus is recovering to breathe on his own and healing his lungs.
0: Yeah, I I did see while we were talking, CNN said they spoke to the family, and apparently, I don't think I saw this before, that he had to be resuscitated twice, once on the field and then once at the hospital. Yeah. Um. All right, last thing and then I'll let you go. Okay, you, you, you just gave me the quick answer. You think Payne will be back on the tag? Is this this is the only question really anybody cares about? Is Sunday the last game for the Washington Commanders with Dan Snyder as owner of the team?
1: Great question. I don't know. Yes? Maybe?
0: I you mean, know. Was, again, these are bold predictions. I mean, unless, unless you have specific information, I mean, the whole point of the Dan Snyder thing is he, you know, he, he can change his mind at a moment's notice. He can get, uh, you know, in his feelings, so to speak, when people are criticizing him. But he's been—it feels like to me—they've been pretty quiet on this topic, and the yeah. you know, just it just feels like it's heading that direction. So I will say that this Sunday. Before 75% of the stands being Dallas Cowboy fans, that it will be the last game for Dan Snyder. Will bold, he that's a bold at
1: the prediction. Game. What's that? Will he be at the game?
0: Uh, I mean, apparently he's, uh, you know, checking out Buckingham Palace to see if he can move in. I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, uh, Nikki, fantastic job as always. At Nikki Jabvala on Twitter, J H A B V A L A. Go read her at the Washington Post. And uh, boy, what a year it's been! What it's a been year, something.
1: It's been. it's been something crazy,
0: crazy times. Well, you, you you know, I I live here. I had no choice. You you chose to come here
1: and cover <laughs> this team. So I
0: don't know what to tell you. I
1: love covering this team.
0: There you go. All right.
1: Thanks for having me on. Sorry about all the buzzing with my phone. I hope it didn't create too much anxiety.
0: No, it offered me a chance to make fun of uh, you for doing that. It's all good. Yeah.
1: All, cool. right. See like all right. See you. All right.
0: Many thanks to Nikki for her time. Uh, of course, uh, one last thing I forgot to mention, uh, and that is that uh, Daniel Wise, who Washington released last week, is signing with the Chiefs practice squad. I reported that today, um, you know, Washington released Wise to open up roster spots elsewhere, but ultimately they really just decided to give Daniel David Bada, I should say, a shot and and, and move that Wise. I, I kind of like Daniel Wise, but obviously, you know, even if Deron Payne were to leave, which uh, – I, I I don't know if I answered that question in there, but I, I would say he 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 won't probably on the tag, but we'll see about that. Um, you still have Ridgeway, you get Fiderian Mathis back, so not a not a you know not a position where they're particularly thin at, but nonetheless Daniel Wise had been here and uh, you know thought he did some good things. Now he's a hell of a shot at chasing the Super Bowl. So anyway, that is it for this episode of the Standard Group Only podcast. Definitely appreciate everybody as always for checking us out. Until next time. See ya.